Welcome to Growing Up in Easton. Your host is Priscilla Almquist Olson. It gives me great pleasure today to welcome two Eastonites who grew up here and uh, will share their childhood stories, their memories, and their sibling uh, rivalries. Yeah, <laughs> we had some of those. <laughs> this is uh, Tom Sharp who graduated Oliver Ames High School in 1978. And uh, since 1981, he's lived in North Carolina. Uh, and here is his sister, Joanne, who he affectionately calls as Joey. Uh, Sharp um, Sheehan. And uh, she has lived in Easton her whole life. Um, and so we welcome both of you to share your stories. Uh, and maybe you can start by telling us what was the what's the earliest memory that you have of, of Easton? Mine would probably start in kindergarten at Parkview School, and it's still in operation to this day, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it's been about four years ago when I came home in the winter time. We went by there, and there was a little tiny bench right outside the principal's office that when you got in trouble you had to sit on that bench and wait to see the principal and that bench is still there it was there when i was in, in at parkview school and did you ever warm that up that bench no no, no of I course never, not never got in trouble and joanne did you did you go to parkview I didn't, yes i did but i don't remember the bench so i, I must do. have been yeah I, I should have gotten in trouble more because I regret not having those kinds of memories. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wish I had been a little more daring and stepped outside the lines now and then, but mm -hmm. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what's your earliest memory? My earliest memory is I went to the big yellow school in the center next to the rockery. Mm -hmm. And I went to... Um, kindergarten in the basement and I remember the little three cent milks that we got in a carton and my biggest um, my biggest challenge was trying to drink the whole thing and I always had trouble drinking the whole thing and the teacher used to come around and make sure you drank the whole thing mm -hmm. so it was always a chore um, but I remember the school and, mm -hmm. and then eventually going back there later. Yeah, okay. So, um, did you, didn't you have saltine crackers or graham crackers with that? I think we did have some kind of cracker, but the milk was the challenge. The milk was I mean. the challenge. They were, it was the graham crackers. Was it graham yeah. crackers? Yep, yeah, I remember yeah. those. Yeah, mm -hmm. so do I. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you didn't like them? Oh, I loved them. Oh, you loved them? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was our morning break. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, d uh, did you walk home for uh, lunch or did you have lunch at Parkview? Our, our uh, dad was a bus driver. Uh oh. So we, we pretty much got free rides. <laughs> oh, no, I, I took the bus. That was before yeah. our dad was a bus driver. And I remember Pete, <clears throat> we used to call him Putt Putt, was our bus driver. And I remember the first day of kindergarten, I cried I didn't want to get on the bus. And Pete had this soft hat that he wore and coaxed us in. And my, my cousin Nancy Sue next door. Um, of course, we grew up with 12 of us on one side of the driveway. I mean, six of us on one side and six on the other side, the Suba family. Um, and Nancy went to school with me, and 
We all had matching cousins. We all had matching cousins. Really? Yes. Yes. My Uncle John and Aunt Eleanor Sugar had six children, Jean, Ted, Nancy, um, Linda, Billy, Billy, and Carol. And we had Ken Sharp. And he graduated in? 68. 68. And my sister in 69. That was Kathy. She's passed away now. Oh. Um, she lived in Oklahoma and became ill. And uh, uh, the rest of us, there's still um, 11 of us left. Mm -hmm. Some of us are scattered all over, but um, those memories uh, that we kept each other going. I sure. Guess, families. Yeah. So there must have been times um, that you remember uh, where um, you you had your happiest moment. All the time, especially in the summertime, would our cousins and us were always outside, always playing. Uh, Annette and I just walked down the driveway the other day and looked at the little patch of grass that we used to have baseball games in, and it's not much bigger than this stage. <laughs> Couldn't believe that we managed to play baseball on this little patch of grass. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of good times together. We, we kind of stayed uh, right around the house most of our childhood. So we, we were very creative on coming up with things to, to have fun with. And the, I remember one particular year, my dad had made of all of us stilts. And we all learned how to walk on stilts. And seems like it was like the next year he made all of us uh, little wooden toy guns that shot rubber bands and we had we were always coming up with some creative things to have fun doing mm -hmm. never had <clears throat> never had um, between the 12 of us we never had 12 bicycles that worked <laughs> so <laughs> so we would ride the bicycles that did work and the ones who weren't on bicycles would play traffic cops <laughs> and if they stopped you on your bicycle for breaking the the law they got to ride your bicycle. So it was and a constant. became the car. Yeah, exactly. We had one spot on our long driveway mm -hmm. that had this big oval rock. Mm -hmm. And we called it the dog and suds because <laughs> it was such a treat when we got to go to the dog and suds and uh -huh. park there and get our root beer and our hot dog. So on our bicycle runs, we'd stop at that dog and suds and pretend to buy a hot dog mm -hmm. and a, hand, and a yeah. root beer. Um, yeah. <laughs> fun times, very fun times. Yeah. So uh, you must have had some friends from school too that you played around with. Um, I had I had a couple of close friends when I when I got into uh, late junior high and high school. I worked full time while going to school, so didn't have a lot of time to spend with friends but I had a couple of close ones that I still stay in con contact with to this day. Who were they? Kevin Varney is um, mm -hmm. I can't remember where he moved to but he's still here in Massachusetts and a, a gentleman named Scott Hill who had joined the Air Force right after high school and he got in a, got in a bad car accident and he's been paralyzed in a wheelchair ever since. Scott Hill. Yes. Does, is, is he um, Dennis Hill's and uh, Wayne Hill's brother? I believe he's related to Wayne. I don't know if they're brothers. Mm -hmm. He's he's not lived in Massachusetts since 
-hmm. within two years after high school they moved so maybe they were cousins could have been yeah mm -hmm. wow that's great that you've kept that contact yeah he's he's so, done very well for himself for for being in a wheelchair and completely paraplegic he can't do anything from his neck down he's paralyzed oh my goodness wow but he's ran his run his own business ever since high school restoring old cars and muscle cars and he has a a huge garage out in the Midwest and he still does that through all of his employees. Mm -hmm. He buys buys his own cars, he, he buys these fancy fast hot rod Mustangs and stuff and has them modified to where he can sit in the passenger side while somebody else drives it and that's that's how he he's managed to compensate for his mm -hmm. lack of mobility. Terrific, wow what a story. Even been hang gliding in his wheelchair. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. What an inspiration. Yeah. And that's a uh, OA grad. Yep. Yep. And a good friend of yours. That's wonderful. Uh, Joanne, how about you? Do you keep in contact with any of your old buddies? I've recently um, discovered Elaine Sears and what a hoot she is. Was she in your class? Uh, yes, she was in my class. Well, she's my cousin. Oh, she's your cousin. Elaine Anderson Sears. Elaine Anderson mm -hmm. Sears. And I happen to give her mandolin lessons. You're the one. I'm the one. Okay. And she is doing excellent um, for an adult that's just starting to learn an instrument. Uh -huh. She has learned to read music. She's getting the melodies and the rhythms down good, and she's mm. totally enjoying it. And I'm, mm. she's a, just a great person. I'm so glad. I forget how I finally made contact with someone uh -huh. um, and how we met, but I'm so glad it did happen. Yeah, now she's a member of our senior club. I know. She's the one that brought me to the church. Oh, that's... You guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because what Joanne hasn't told you is that she also... Um, d uh, does volunteers to do games for larger groups and yeah. we played Scrabble in teams. Yeah. My team came in second. Yes, I was very did. disappointed. <laughs> it is but, fun. But it was so much fun, yeah. yeah. So she was in your class. Yeah, she was yeah. in my class. Oh, and, yeah. and I recently saw Tommy Alho's name um, on Facebook and I found out he's in Florida in real estate. Mm -hmm. And I remember Tommy John Boynton and myself in second grade, um, our teacher was Miss Donellis, and the three of us would sit in the front row, and every time she asked a math question, the three of us were trying to get so that we could all three of us say the answer, and no one else <laughs> in the class would know. So we were competing, Tommy Alho, John Boynton, and I, for the, my math, slowly went downhill as it got harder, but in second grade, I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are the memories, aren't they? Yes. yes. And do you, um, Mr. Boynton, do you know where he is? No, I don't know where John Boynton is, and I just saw Tommy Alho and Easton Stories on Facebook. I mm -hmm. saw that he posted something, 
And I said, oh, I know that name. And I, dug, I went on his page to see what he was doing now. And Facebook is such a great tool to connect with. Right. Kids. And did you make, did you make a friend request? I didn't request? make contact, no. Oh, you have to. just this week. And I've been all, dedicating all my time to Tom and Annette for you know, trying to make them happy this week. So. And when they're visiting. When they're visiting, yeah. yes. But yeah. I'll have some more time when I yeah. get back. Well, Facebook you. is great because you can actually put in names uh, in the search bar yes. and and yeah yes. and um, that's what happened to me some years back um, my uh, I went to the University of Stockholm on scholarship in Sweden mm -hmm. and um, oh, nice. I had a boyfriend mm -hmm. and that boyfriend's son said dad why don't you just put her name in on on Facebook and and he, within a week he found me mm -hmm. so we met after 47 years wow. Wow. <laughs> I met his wife and very coincidentally, his um, her great grandfather came to Easton, um, and that was on his papers. The destination was Northeastern Mass, if you can believe that. Wow! And came with um, uh, Anders Berglund, Berglund, and he changed his name to Andrew, which Americanizing it, Andrew Berglund. And his son Herbert was our police uh, chief of police. And his son David, and his son David uh, was in my class mm -hmm. in school. So um, it's, it's sometimes coincidences mm -hmm. uh, right there, and it's just amazing. Sometimes things happen for reasons we don't understand. Yes, right. I know. Um, and maybe we <coughs> shouldn't understand. <laughs> so so um, what was it? <coughs> you, you obviously grew up with a love of music. Mm -hmm. Because I, I just finished interviewing them uh, um, for the Love of Words segment. And um, Tom plays the guitar, he writes original music, and uh, Joanne plays not just the guitar, but the mandolin and the violin beautifully, um, and probably a few other instruments too. And so, but it started with your mother and playing the guitar and your sister. And uh, mm -hmm. as you say, the three sharps and one flat. Mm -hmm. So that was a big influence in your life. Very big influence. Um, my mom and dad always sang. And my mom had this friend, Rosie Baker. And they would always harmonize. Mm -hmm. So I was always adding the third part harmony in. Mm. I started playing on a bongo drum. That was my, and I, when I was out playing, I played the snare mm -hmm. drum. I didn't oh, yeah. even play an, a, a ringed instrument. Uh -huh. um, so it grew from there when my father could uh, send my sister and I to um, Robert uh, Fortunato Menga. He was an, an Italian uh, man that lived in Mansfield. And my sister and I would go there every Sunday for three or four years and learned the, viol the mandolin and the violin. And I can remember going uh, and going up the steps to the second floor and his wife on Sunday would always be making sauce. <laughs> and every Sunday morning you'd go and try to concentrate on your lesson and be smelling that sauce the whole time till one day he said, would you like to stay for dinner? And we said, yes. And we got to taste the sauce, finally. <laughs> and he had, his son was the first violinist for the uh, Philadelphia Philharmonic. Wow. 
and he had him come to the house and he played um, the flight of the bumblebee on the violin and it was the first time I had seen this amazing man stand in front of me playing the flight of the bumblebee on a violin mm. and I did try out for the youth concert for the Boston Youth Symphony Orchestra. Oh yes, yes. And and I didn't make it and it did turn me off for a while. I was so discouraged. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> I think it was a little early that I tried and mm. I didn't take it well. But I learned from that later on mm -hmm. that you don't have to be a virtuoso to have music in your heart and be able to enjoy right. all the friends that you make mm -hmm. through music. So, And uh, you can uh, echo that sentiment, right Tom? Absolutely true. There's, there's a lot of people in my life that wouldn't, wouldn't, no. I would not have come in contact with had it not been for music. Mm -hmm. um, I've, had, I've had even uh, surgeons and heart surgeons and doctors tell me that the, act, the value of music and playing it, especially in the venues that I play, is so therapeutic for the, for the patients in the nursing homes that it's better than any medicine he could ever prescribe. But uh, don't those same doctors tell you that, that you are also uh, benefited by oh, the absolutely. music? Because, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're relaxed, you're at peace, you're mm -hmm. enjoying it, and so that's got to be good for your cardiovascular system. Yeah, even the, um, the, the folks in the, in the Alzheimer's units that Alzheimer's is it's caused by a breakdown of the what you would call insulation around the nerves in your brain mm -hmm. and music is one of the one of the few things that is not affected the ability to to respond to music and and enjoy it just like you didn't have Alzheimer's it's mm -hmm. one of the few things I c can't tell you how many times I've played in front of an audience of people with Alzheimer's and, and other brain disorders that have never spoken. And you'll see their head come up and they'll, their lips will start moving and they'll be singing along to a song that, and, the, and the, the staff will come up to me afterwards and say, I've never seen this person even lift their head. So it's, it's proof positive that music right. is, is much more than just sound. So when you were growing that so you have some real rock bottom f foundational values that you treasure mm -hmm. uh, what were those values that you learned here in Easton growing up that influenced you in your later life and made an impact on you I worked a lot when I was growing up uh, like I said I worked full-time all the way through late junior high and high school we, we grew up on a farm so there was a lot of work involved there it, it taught me to be a very responsible citizen and most importantly when, when you're throughout anything you do in life you don't ever give up you just keep on doing what you do mm -hmm. at the point that you give up you might as well just give it give it all up mm -hmm. so working. taught me quite a lot about about sticking to things and mm -hmm. shaped who I am today 
Great. And, and, and with that goes all the hard work that you, you learn too. Mm -hmm. That uh, never giving up and, and being persistent and uh, determined. Um, and I think that's a value that, that uh, all of us growing up in Easton mm -hmm. learned back yeah. in those days. Yeah. And we were so independent, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, we felt that uh, we could do anything and our parents gave us the permission to be on our own, be independent. We didn't have any helicopter parents mm -hmm. who were, uh, you know, hovering around, uh, hovering above us, trying to keep us uh, from all the dangers that are lurking everywhere. Um, so, tell me, how, what were some of the things that that you remember about your independent childhood? Um, we had a lot of land where we grew up, so I spent a lot of time out there in the woods by myself learning learning how to survive not because it was something i had to do it was because something i wanted to do i wanted to and it, it may have been just learning survival skills in the woods but it instilled the survival instinct in me mm -hmm. i've always had no fear of things like i might lose my job tomorrow what am i going to do that's never a fear for me because I know from what I've learned growing up, no matter what happens, I'm going to survive. Mm -hmm. Great. I'm a survivor. That's, that's probably the single strongest quality that I derived from my childhood. Growing up here in Easton. Yep. Yep. How about you, Joanne? I have to say that, the, again, the woods <coughs> was a special place for me. And mm -hmm. uh, I also wrote a song when my father passed. Oh. Um, it's on the other um, uh, program, uh, what is it, for words? Uh, for, the, for the love, for of, the love words. of words. In July, um, you can hear the song there. Um, but we did spend a lot of time in the woods. We didn't have a lot of money. Mm. So we would, uh, we learned to be creative which is one of the things that got me through my, edu my education and also my engineering career was to find a solution and use what you have mm -hmm. again and again as a resource. Um, my job as an engineer in this last company I worked with, which was uh, Network Engines, um, which has changed names now and I don't work there anymore, but. I had to create a way to go from building 10 1U high servers for EMC a day to 200. And as a process engineer, I had to put all those things in place to make that happen. So as a child growing up, I had three sisters, brothers and sisters below me and above me. I was a middle child, mm -hmm. so when the olders were working and doing other things, I was entertaining and keeping Tom and my sister Laurie and Kim happy. So I would have to create these games, like drawing cat and mouse in the driveway and putting <laughs> rocks in there for cheese and one person would be the cat. So. Uh, what I had were rocks and sticks and dirt, so mm. do something with that. <laughs> and I think by making those 
connections in your brain to say, okay, what do I have? And now what do I need? And how can I use it to do this? Mm. Um, and all that came from your early days growing up in growing Easton. Growing up in Easton, playing cat and mouse. <coughs> let, let me interject oh a little God, bit. Oh, God, he's going to get mad at me now. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the creative things that she did for me and my younger, older sister, Kim, we became her employees on the farm. Oh my, yes you did. Uh, you know, we weren't just somebody else in the family taking care of the animals. She decided to run the farm as a business. So we, <laughs> we became her employees and she had a little office set up in the barn with little brown envelopes with, with time slots on there that we had to sign in and out every morning. And we'd get, I think we'd get, get up late. I think we'd get like 10, 20 cents a day Mm-hmm. in our brown envelope, and we wouldn't even get to touch the envelope until payday. <laughs> and then we'd get, then we'd get our 20, 30 cents. Yeah. But it was, there was always something creative going on. Joey, Joey was responsible a lot of times for feeding us dinner. And she'd come up with these recipes one, one of the ones that yeah, one of the ones that sticks in my head was the pineapple toast, oh, yeah. <laughs> the toast with the cheese and the pineapple on top of it, and, and you put it in the toaster oven. But yeah, and, and uh, long before they put cheese in hot dogs, I took the squeezed cheese mm -hmm. and put it in the hot dogs to make them different, because the the menu choices were a little limited <laughs> because of the money constraints, but. Mm -hmm. Joey and I actually started working for Codex Corporation just about the same time. In Mansfield, yeah. And I went, I went the direction of going in the military and she stayed with them. So if I had stayed, I probably would have followed pretty much the same, you would have, the yes. same path that she did. Mm -hmm. But I learned my trade in the military and it's, it's Which was electrician. Electrical contractor mm -hmm. yeah. is what I retired as, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. You know, um, so many of our generations growing up in Easton had to create our own fun and pleasure mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we didn't have uh, cell phones or laptops or c tablets or uh, we didn't have these games things that kids do with mm -hmm. yeah all yeah. that stuff and so uh, it, it did make us much more creative and willing to um, uh, look outside the box, mm -hmm. shall we say? Mm -hmm. Mm. And um, uh, because we didn't, we had to create and uh, with what we had available. When there um, is a need, right? Mm -hmm. There is invention, right? We were the original television remote controls. Really? Get up and change the channel. <laughs> Go change the channel. Thank God there was only three channels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. Do you remember when um, telephone was uh, three numbers? Yes. You do? I don't remember. I remember hearing about it. Okay. But if I recall, when we were quite young, we were still on a party line with our grandmother. Yes. And um, we would have to pick up. Two rings. We had yeah. the two rings. She and she had the one, one ring. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And we'd have to pick up the phone and see if she was on there before we could make a phone call. And, mm -hmm. Right. Well, I remember and she that was too. always on there. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember our phone number as a kid. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. 2386814. Okay, but that was the 23. Do you remember what that stood for? Uh, cedar. Yes. Yep, cedar Very eight. good. Cedar. Oh, yeah, cedar. That's right. C-E. C-E. C-E-8. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, C-E-8. And um, I think that our phone number was 128. So it's long before the cedar CE -E. <laughs> came in. And we were not on a party line. Uh, not that I can remember. I don't think so, no. But 128, that's amazing. I remember mm -hmm. that. Uh, yeah. So um, those values are still obviously operating in, in your lives today because um, your musicality is outstanding and your oh, ability, okay. oh, it's just beautiful and wonderful. Uh, and those of you should ch check it out on. Uh, um, for the love of words. For the love of words. I was I just forgetting my time. words. <laughs> you, re you remembered for me the first time I remembered yeah. you the Okay, so that's the only problem we have as we get a little bit older. We tend to get forgetful mm -hmm. um, of some things, but we do remember all those early memories. They're so clear and vivid, mm -hmm. aren't they? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how a song or a particular event or something can trigger. I was just listening today to a uh, Mark Denning song and my mother every Sunday afternoon it was play records and that particular album any song on that album as soon as I hear it I'm back in the living room with my mother on Sunday afternoon listening to records mm -hmm. that's, even, a, that's a wonderful memory yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and a wonderful trigger I mean that's incredible mm -hmm. yeah so, um, and, and you got your gift from your, of music from your mother. And, and my dad, and too. And your dad, too? He just didn't play out. He, he was more withdrawn. He would play at home for a while, but, but it was mostly my mother, yes. Yeah, great. Well, any, any other, anything else you want to talk about? Did you remember about growing up in Easton? I mean, you certainly have uh, shared with us what many of my other guests have, have also shared, mm -hmm. which is the creativity, the independence, the self-assurance uh, and, and independence that one gains to go out into the world and not to be afraid of anything and not to be discouraged, but to be persistent and never give up. Yes. And I'm sure that you have passed that trait on to your children. Yes, um, my children. I have a daughter in Connecticut and a son in New Hampshire mm -hmm. and six grandchildren. Mm -hmm. um, and. My daughter is much like myself, uh, and my son, both of them as well. Um, but my husband has passed on two years ago. Oh, so, I'm so sorry. So it's a little tough without him, but sure. without him, he, he brought me through a lot mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very naive as a young um, married woman, um, and he was able to teach me so much. Mm -hmm. uh, you have so much to be grateful for. So much to be grateful mm -hmm. for is to find someone that, that you love for 46 years we were married. Wow. So uh, Good very for you. special time. Absolutely. Well, thank you both. And enjoy your sojourn here in Easton. <laughs> and please come back yes. again. Oh, we'll be back. Yes. Thank and you, Priscilla. This was 
this was great to be able to acknowledge everything and have a record of it. And uh, mm -hmm. and Kim Pincus is awesome back there too. She's uh, she's our technician. She's been able to accommodate us at a very yeah. short notice, and it's so right. appreciated. Yeah, and she's our director extraordinaire. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so thank you again, Tom Sharp. Yes, ma'am. And Joanne thank Sharp, Sheehan. And this is Priscilla Almquist Olson uh, saying farewell for today. Until next time, stay well, and I hope that you enjoyed this very interesting and entertaining program. Until next time.